All right, and we're back here with another Oopsie Daisy podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Vanessa. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the next episode we're doing. Remember, we're doing these in, what is it, production order? And today we're doing House of Games. And the summary for that on Wikipedia is the McDonald's and the Venturi kids decide that the best places in the house aren't big enough for the two families. So they agree to decide by games of chance. That's just the stupidest thing to decide with. <laughs> just want to point that out. Yeah, they definitely... And, like, also, the places, these, like, places in the house were, like, the stupidest places ever. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just, like, we're playing <laughs> for the bathroom. We're going to play for the not, not even Not stash. even the bathroom. The, the middle shelf. Not the bathroom. Yeah. Itself, the middle shelf. Yes. I could see, like I could see like um, the laundry. I could see like prime time, like that being something to play for. But everything else, like the hook, the secret compartment. Yeah, that's like, just so <laughs> fucked up. Like no one in their right mind is going to play for that. So I I have no idea. Also, my pillow pa- placement is really bad, so I have to hold up the mic to my face. <laughs> just want you to know. <laughs> You can't be as uh, relaxed as you want. No, I'm relaxed, but like oh, okay. I'm propping it up like on my boob, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, obviously, but it's the stands like poking me, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> then you're not relaxed. <laughs> I know. The rest of my body is. Let me just relax back and prop on my stomach. How is that? I think it looks good. Yes, my volume looks great. Anyway, I want to start this podcast up before anything else happens. Is There was this video that I found, and it was made nine years ago, and I have no idea how I came up to it, but how and why it was made, no idea. It is called Pepsi Dreams. And it stars Ashley Leggett, and it's very special, to say the least. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have seen it, but you've seen it, right, Ashley? Very long ago. I haven't seen it in a while. I watched it recently, and to say the least, it is something beyond imagination. (laughs) Like, she's apparently the Pepsi girl. I guess she does, like modeling with pepsi or something in this video and then this guy has a dream about her being his girlfriend and she just brings him pepsi it's very bizarre i want that's something if she ever comes on the podcast i have so many questions to ask (laughs) about this video it's like so that pepsi thing yeah (laughs) yeah it's probably just something really stupid like either her friend like, if that's her friend, like, God forbid it, like, it's an ex-boyfriend, that might be awkward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, so who is this? And why are you serving him Pepsi on a platter? I have questions. Tell me these things. Maybe it was, like, a contest, or they were just being, like, really random. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. To the episode. So, to the episode. So, Casey gets triggered and like how everything kind of unfolds in this episode because there's not enough room in the bathroom closet like in the bathroom like mirror closet thing they have mm-hmm. also side note their bathroom is atrocious so fucking that bad is so freaking messy okay it wasn't like that in the last episode but even there just like i would have cleaned all that up or at least shoved it to the side before getting into the be- like into the shower yeah, no, like, everything is, like, <laughs> everywhere. I don't even know. Um, I would never have been allowed to have that. <laughs> uh, no one would, in their right mind, would be allowed <laughs> to live like that. Just pointing that out. That's like a hurricane went through and just demolished everything in its sight. It was just so horrific to look at. <laughs> it was, like, all Marty's toys, too. It was just, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, was she just in there, like, playing around, and Casey's like, get out of here, Marty, I have to take a shower. Which, like, how do you not know where your towel is? 
I don't know. She picked up the di- she picked up the mat and she was using that. <laughs> like it's just so bizarre. Like this the whole episode itself. Like I'm also like in my mind mixing it up when like Marty was using her teeth toothbrush to like clean the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like Marty was probably there cleaning the bathroom, but no, <laughs> messing up the episodes. But no, it's. Ugh. But this scene, like, I always like, um, because I've seen people actually like commenting, like, "Oh, this was a bit risky, like, like a risque, like you know, um, because she's basically just wearing the mat. That's all you see." Again, yeah, if Edwin saw her in this predi- like in this predicament, I could see him running away. Because she was, like, only in, like, a little thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the point where it should have been him screaming. But she was in her long pajamas, as we discussed, and that's what freaked him out. So, I have no idea what the character mindsets are for these episodes. So, she gets, she freaks out because there's just not enough room in that little thing. So, she calls a meeting, another meeting... Her and her meetings. She fucking loves her meetings. Yeah. And it's just with the kids. Mm-hmm. She's telling them that they need all these spaces. And then she points out, like, these five spaces that they should all have to share. Yeah, so it was the middle shelf, the chair. And the bath. Uh, the hook. The good hook. The snack s- secret hideout under the window. And what was the last one? It was the washer room. Oh, yeah. It was the... Yeah, it was, like... The dish, the dishwasher. Fuck. The prime time wash time prime or something time like wash that. Time. Yeah, That's exactly it. Which was like the only good one. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, who the heck wants the secret stash, like secret place, like under the window, uh, under their like seat? Okay. To be fair, they use that secret stash for snacks, and me being the fatty that I am, I would love to have the secret stash of snacks. Yeah, but, like, that's not something you want sold. Like, I mean, you know... That's true, because then you Like, if you're trying to to find places to share for the whole family, Mm. that's... Why would you pick that spot? Same with the coat hanger. Like, just put it in your freaking room. I'm wondering if whoever has possession of the secret stash, do they have to refill the snacks? (laughs) Well, it's most likely their snacks, so... Well, I don't want the stash anymore. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's the stupidest thing. And of course Derek doesn't want to share. So he decides that they're going to play games of chance to see who gets which spot. Games of chance are so stupid. And of course yeah, I mean I don't understand how he he cheats necessarily at these. Well, he doesn't. Or how he plans to yeah. cheat. It's just, it's because they're chance. They're games of chance. So, I really don't know. But anyway, so, he brings this up. Of course, he gets the bathroom middle shelf. Yeah. That, of course, started this whole thing. And he knows that's probably exactly what Casey really wants. Oh, it's 100% it because that's why she came in. And of in course, he's the one that gets it. Yeah. He's like, this is this one, this is this one. Everyone, choose a marble. Ha ha. I have this marble, Casey. You want this marble. <laughs> That's literally his plan of action, is I have the marble. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it brings out their competitive, uh, her competitiveness, because she doesn't seem like she's really willing to do it, but then he kind of gets under his skin like always, and she's like, fine, we're going to do this. I, it's just really <laughs> yeah it's it's what it is it's he doesn't care about like Lizzie at all in this scenario it's just how he can make Casey mad mm-hmm that's it he doesn't care about anyone not team Venturi not team mm-hmm. McDonald just Casey that's it his his focus is solely on Casey all the time and then we go to I think, like, the first, like, Venturi kids meeting, they're in Derek's room, and he's, like, pulling these cards out of his sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just, like, you know, he's basically just, like, setting up this thing where he, they're going to cheat. But then, like, right afterwards, uh, you see Edwin leaving, and he's going up to his room when he sees this note. Oh, yeah, the note. Okay. The note. That Lizzie made. Why would you spend so much time making a note like that? Because that's like the ransom letter type. Yeah, note. it is. It <laughs> is. If you watch like 
any old school, like I say old school, but probably like 90s, 80s movie, that's what you see is just like someone has cut out like letters from different articles and paste them together and so you can't tell what their handwriting is. But, That's so bizarre. But still, why would you go through so much trouble of doing that? Obviously, it's someone in the house who's sending him this message. Obviously. So they go to the games closet, where this is the first time we see them like interacting in the games closet. Because that's something that we see throughout the series. I, I just want to point out, though, because the games closet, you know how they then like up the ante? About the, like, oh, whoever wins this gets the key to the game's closet. Yeah. I, I don't understand why it's so important. It's, why does it have a key? Why is it locked? It's a closet with games in it. I know, exactly. It's so good. I don't understand. Because that's the first thing Edwin asks. Like, how'd you get the key to the game's closet? I'm like, why the hell do you have a, had a key for the game's closet? Like, is there the good, <laughs> the good cushion there or something that's being <laughs> hidden? And Is there some, like, really, like adult games in there we're not supposed to know that's, that's about. where the good kush is hidden it's where george keeps it and derek knows it's <laughs> but like throughout the series we don't think they ever have like a key yeah i'm pretty sure there's like scenes where like someone's walking by and they get pulled in or maybe right. i'm just thinking of really cliche daisy fix and that's what happens <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but there it is. Uh, but yeah, so apparently there's a key to that closet that apparently from this point on no one uses. Yeah, it's like the one time it's mentioned. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Lizzie's trying to get Edwin onto T. McDonald's side. So she's like, oh, T. McDonald will make it worth your while. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene was really uncomfortable to watch, I feel like. Because <laughs> it was just like so cringy. Oh yeah, 100% like, Team McDonald will make it worth your while. What are you gonna do? That just sounds very, mm, to me. But anyway, so like, again, but they're already, like, just as Derek was with his um, siblings, like, kind of making a plan to cheat, Casey was with Lizzie making a plan to be manipulative and trying to get Edwin on their side. Yeah, and it- Hence cheating. So it's bringing it in because the two sides of the same coin. Oh, hundred percent. And last episode, he's like, "Oh, keener to schemer," and that's like a big surprise for him. And yet, here it is again. She's scheming behind his back. It's not a surprise at all. Like she, like I would have felt like at this point she would at least waited to see, like, until she found out he was cheating, and then she started doing it. But she was like basically right on par with him. With where their like thinking is, so I don't know if she's just saying like, "Oh, Derek's not gonna be. He's he's definitely gonna cheat because that's Derek. So I'm just going to do it as well." We just know it at this point. Yeah. So, um. Oh, and then they bribe Edwin with the game that they're gonna give him this like new game or whatever. Which what would that be for? Can we just can we just talk about the fuck was that game called I've, it was such a zorkel or something it. I was like zorkel yeah. I was, he's like oh my god it's zorkel and I'm like what the fuck kind of name is that but yeah like I, I can't even pronounce that name of what it was but what kind of gaming system do you think that was like Nintendo or a PC um I want to say it was probably a PC game yeah but at the same time we know they play Babe Raider, and it's on an Xbox, I think. So, I don't know. I can't keep up with the weird Zorkel shit in this show. <laughs> so anyway, so they give him that game to be on their side. So they do their first challenge, which is Rock, Paper, Scissors, which... All of this for Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> oh god, I just, I just can't. For all the marbles, Edwin says, and then, of course, Derek's just like... Only, only one marble. <laughs> one marble. The only marble that mattered. It's like, I feel like whoever wrote that, like the writer for the episode, just thought that was so clever. Oh god, yeah, I know. <laughs> they were like, oh, guys, we we have the marbles, right? And at least then, like, maybe like the first time we'll have someone be like, oh, this is for all the marbles. But like, no, it's really only for one. And <laughs> Such a bizarre concept. I just want to... <laughs> Everything about this episode is so bizarre, because... I can't believe they made a whole episode out of it. <laughs> to be fair, these are technically games of chance. Like... Yeah. 
if they played poker, that would have been better, but they didn't. That's a game of chance. Poker, poker can get a bit, you know, risque. Um, and plus, they don't want people. I guess this is still betting. Yeah, <laughs> but it is <laughs> gambling in a way. So they do rock paper scissors. It's I guess it's Edwin and Lizzie, I believe. And so they're at it, they're at it, they're at it, and then Lizzie beats Edwin. Because apparently he stopped with Rock. Yeah, and you're not supposed to do that, but I think that was the plan. Like, he was on their team at that point. Yeah, I think that might have been the plan, too. I don't know. Because that's, that's also it's also very, like, confusing about when Derek knew and when he didn't. Because after they lose, Derek genuinely... Looks like he's been betrayed by Edwin. But then when Edwin goes up to his room later on, which I don't think it was that long afterwards, he was like, do you think they bought it? And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So I... It's just a whole confusing circle of scheming that I can't get my head into. And then we learn now that Lizzie and Casey are listening in onto their conversation because of the game, I guess, that Edwin still did has he, on him for some reason. look in the game <laughs> case at this point? I, well, one, yeah, if, if you're going to have a game, if someone gives you a game, it's like, yeah, here, you keep it, and this was your incentive to joining us. One, I'd be opening up that game. Exactly. Just to see, like... Like, oh my god, I got a game. Like, even not even, like, to check if anything nefarious is going on, just to see, like, oh, the game. Like, I really want to see it. That, too. Two, why would I be carrying it around? That thing is freaking big and bulky. And <laughs> to be fair, though. He's just, like, carrying it in his in his jacket. To be fair, though, uh, if that was a computer game, and you, like, have to look into the weight difference between a disc and... A fucking baby monitor? <laughs> like, how do you not tell the difference? I I don't know, but it was a very... I mean, it's something I feel like Edwin would do, but it's still like, really? This whole thing, like, what, what would they have done if Edwin was just like, oh, cool, game, and then he left it upstairs into his room? Oh, then their whole plan would have backfired 100%. Exactly! So they're just like... I, I don't know. What do they say? Like Lizzie was like, "Hey, don't open this up until we know you're definitely on our side." And also, don't <laughs> just keep it in your pocket. Oh, it makes no sense. These are the conditions before you can actually have pulls it. Pulls out like a paper, like one of those waivers that's like the terms and conditions. Read before you play. <laughs> she pulls that out. Yeah, makes him, like sign it. <laughs> but oh my gosh, so. Anyway, so, um, and this is, I believe, the first time we hear Derek call Marty Smarty. Yes. I think. I just always love that little interaction between them, Smarrick and Smarty. Yes. And then... And then my mind automatically goes to, like, fix where they're like, didn't they have Casey have a name, too? To match that, I oh, feel like I've read one. Smacy. Smacy, yeah. Smacy. Yeah, Smarty. Yeah, I I don't know if I ever really did that in my fix, but I did enjoy seeing them in other people's like stories yeah, where they have them because it just kind of shows that like Marty sees her kind of on the same level as Derek, and like she kind of approves of Casey in a way. So it's just I don't know. So then we go to the second game, which is the dice game, and that's against. I think Casey and Marty. Yeah, or something it was. like Casey that. Casey and Marty. And so Derek was going to give Marty loaded dice. Which I have so no that... idea how that would work. Like, does it, like, a weight in there that keeps it? That... Yeah, there's a weight on, like, the six so that every time it happens, like, it will pop up as a six. That is just nefarious. So he's going to give Marty weighted dice so that she can get, like, a high roll and win no matter what. But obviously Lizzie and Casey hear this, so they decide to tempt Marty with really glittery, like, dice, to which, of course, she wants that one. So then she rolls those, and she gets Snake Eye, which is the lowest yeah, you can get. Yeah, it's just, like, one. <laughs> That's it. 
mm-hmm. on both dice. So basically, anything Casey rolled afterwards would have been better. Unless so she's like horrible luck, like me, and would have rolled snake eyes as well. Then they would have had to go again, but obviously they didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so then they went. McDonald's are up, I think, four to two. Uh, At this point, four to one. Yeah, four to one. Because Derek's the only one with uh, his left. With his marble left, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, but also taking, um, going away from the games with the kids, George and Nora are, like you saw in the beginning of the episode, they're bringing a new mattress, I guess they just bought for their room downstairs. Yes. And then um, they're like arguing whether which side they're going to sleep on. Mm-hmm. Because Nora didn't want to sleep by the window because someone might come in and take her. But, like, the window seems very high up. Okay. And, like, it's in the basement. So, like, most likely, like, it's going to be really short to the ground. Like, low to the ground, that window. Okay, let's talk about this. I had this <laughs> that fear growing up. <laughs> um, I used to, like, in the summer, I would never open my windows because I thought bad people were going to cut through the mesh and come and get me. So I would suffer in the summer in Quebec, and that's like 38 degrees, maybe, like 40 degrees, and that's so fucking hot. Like, the humidity's death, and I would suffer through it because my bedroom was right by the, like, entrance, and it had, like, you know how houses, they have like those little roofs under windows? Uh, little rooms under windows. Oh, little roofs under windows. Kind of thing, like, it's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was terrified that the person would climb on from, like, the front entrance onto that little, like, roof under my window and then cut through the mesh. So I 100% (laughs) feel with Nora on this. We don't make fun of this. (laughs) This is a real fear. But, so anyway, they're going back and forth, and they're just kind of, like, arguing and everything. And George calls Nora Abby. Snap. Which, if you don't know, is George's ex-wife. Um, so yeah, the, a new rela- you know, a new wife, new relationship. You don't want to be calling her by your ex-wife's name. That's true. So. <laughs> that is very true, especially when you're saying that in anger mm-hmm. or any other way, which is very inappropriate. <laughs> You do not say that name. Yeah. Oh, gosh, could you imagine if he's... <laughs> right in the middle of it, and then, oh my god, I can't. So, off of them fighting, because they're still, like, you know, kind of bickering at each other, we get this really strange, serious moment where we he- see Marty listening to them in the kitchen, arguing. Mm-hmm. So it made me think, like, were George and Abby arguing a lot, and sh- that's, like, kind of remembering back on it. Well, that's usually what happens when, like, people go for divorces and stuff. It's because they're arguing, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. I d- it's because it's very hard to see, like, how much time has happened between, like, when they got divorced and, like, when, like, he met Nora and, like, married her. Because Marty's relatively young. Yeah, that's she's, actually true. I mean, she's like five, maybe, right now. Like, I think she's just started school, if like if not about to start school. So, I think she just started school. But anyway, she's really young. So, you gotta think, like, at least a year went by, I would think, between the divorce and them getting married. I feel that's very rebound. <laughs> well, but just think, like, at the shortest amount of time, it's a year. If it's even later, like, would she really remember her parents arguing that much? Yeah, that's... Like- but that scene itself just feels like, you know, oh, it's all happening again. Yeah. Even though she's five, it but no it's sense like... to me because you have to draw the line between, like, reality and fiction and yeah. For the show, it doesn't draw that line really well, I find. With that <laughs> scene in particular, like, okay, she's remembering the arguing, and then you have the people who write these stories, and it makes it seem like it's been a couple of years, you know? 
Yeah. And I'm like, that makes more sense to me. It makes more sense to me that it's been a couple years just because the boys have really set a pattern for living. Exactly. And, you know, I think if it's only been a year, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But if it's been a couple of years, then, you know, you can understand why, why they're set in their ways. Yeah, and if it was but... a couple of years, then Marty's not obviously not going to remember any arguing because she would have been, like, one, two. Yeah. So... What is real? <laughs> what is the truth? So then, right after that argument, uh, Marty is talking to Casey, like, because Casey's trying to cheer her up and everything. And so Marty starts getting closer to Casey in a way. And then you see Derek and Edwin up the staircase watching this happening. And Derek's like, well, let's use this as an advantage. Yeah, now, this part is what guy. really really confuses me because at this point Derek knows that Edwin has like the baby monitor in his game yeah so he's like okay we're going to basically like, you're gonna like stage something so that they think we're doing one thing when we're really doing another yeah and so they have a script with them and everything so they turn on the baby monitor and, of course, Casey and Lizzie are just there listening, waiting. <laughs> like, you don't hear anything before this. You're not getting suspicious. <laughs> exactly, right? But, anyway, so um, so they start saying, like, oh, we're going to play high card, low card. That's going to be the next game. And Derek's going to go with low card as the winner, I believe he said. Something like that. Yeah, that's what he said. He was going for low card. And they were going to plant a two under the table. And then they were going to tell them maybe, like, the opposite so that they would think of something. Anyway, so, but then, you know, at the end of it, Marty, she gets all, like, chaotic and she goes, Hi, Casey! Towards the microphone. Now, I don't know if that was part of the script or the plan, or if that's what she said she said i liked casey and i don't want to do this or something well because like derek was saying like oh you have to do this against casey or something along those lines and she was like no i don't want to do that i like casey and then she's like hi casey yeah exactly so like i didn't know if that was part of their plan because they seemed genuinely like shocked that she was doing that see i think it wasn't part of the plan but you have to learn to adapt so because that's kind of using her relationship with casey like you know because he was saying like let's take advantage of that so like if she thinks if she knows that derek knows that they're listening in they'll do the opposite already of what they're doing because they think that's not what they're going to do but when really they're doing the opposite of that <laughs> yeah no it's just a nightmare <laughs> a whole nightmare it's, it's i think it was generally like oh my god what is she doing and then derek adapted to the situation knowing that hey now they know this is gonna happen so they're gonna probably do this i should do this kind of thing they do the whole like Edwin goes down, places in the card, and then Lizzie goes down later to check to make sure that card's there. And then sometime else, they actually go to play the game, and of course Derek says something like, of the opposite. Like, oh, high card wins. Now, I have no idea how he cheated. Well, yeah, apparently he had it, like, in the back of his shirt. But in the back of his shirt, they were all low cards. That's what I don't know either. Like I have no so, idea. So, because like at the very end of the sh- at the very end of that scene, you see him like with his hands behind his head, and then you see like these three low cards on the back of his collar. But I'm like, how did that help you cheat? Did he like grab like- to the back of his head or something? <laughs> I didn't think he did. I didn't see him either. Do I that. mean, obviously it's supposed to be like a trick at the camera, but like they weren't even like that slick with like doing anything like that. And I feel like if, like, Derek, if I was playing Derek and he went behind his, like, arm just to put down a freaking, like, card, I'd be like, no, you, you draw again. Yeah, exactly. But no, I didn't know either. And on top of that, because uh, he drew an ace, right? Mm-hmm. There should have been a rule going in deciding is ace low or high. 
True, because Ace can be a one. Exactly, so technically he could have lost, depending on how they said it, right? That's what I Yeah, would... I bet Casey I bet Casey would have been like, Oh well you never said which one it is, so I guess he'll be a low card. Exactly. So like, then they would have to at least do it again. Exactly. I'll be like, actually it wasn't determined, draw again. <laughs> That's there's like it's aces are high or low, you start with that fact, and if you didn't mention it in that pulled, you can't like obviously his team's gonna say, Well it's high, her team's gonna say it's low, you draw again, finish the argument right there. And then before we do the high, the card game, you know, because obviously Casey and Lizzie have all the marbles except Derek's. I, I really don't understand why Casey decided to do this deal where it's like, it's for all the marbles now. Oh, I know. She's just so stupid. You know, if we win, we get all the marbles. And if you win, you get all the marbles and the game's closet. The game's which again, closet has no meaning. But she, and then she was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We could use the room. What, are you going to take all the freaking games out of there and use it for yourself? No, she's going to move her cush into the good cush closet. God. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, or, or are they going to, like, put, like, some of their other stuff in the games closet? Yeah. But then wouldn't you want to keep that stuff away from Derek in case he wants to, like, use it against you? Like... I'm telling you, she makes no rash decisions around him. That's what we're getting at, pretty much. She's dumb bitch around Derek. So then, you know, obviously Derek wins. They get all the spots or whatever in the house. And at the very end of the episode, Casey's in the um, bathroom and she's cleaning out the middle shelf. Which, why didn't she just do that in the first place? Because we already decided she's a dumb bitch. <laughs> Because really, I I promise you, most of the stuff in there is probably old and could have been thrown away, and you could have had so much more room. They probably were like okay. dying of some weird ass disease because there are old old shit in there. <laughs> probably old toothbrushes, old toothpaste things, old like floss stuff, like just a bunch of old stuff that could have been like thrown out. Because like, where does she put all the other stuff anyway? I, so I regardless, she cleans the middle shelf and has his like toothpaste and stuff in there. And then, of course, Derek comes in. She's like, oh, I fixed it up for you, you know. So there you go. Does that not tip you off? Oh, I fixed it up for you. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, Derek, because she said earlier in the episode, she was like, you underestimated me. I like that. Keep doing that. Which I think at this point, Derek, yes, he is underestimating her. But I don't think he does it for too much longer. Because he's starting to see, like, she can be exactly like him. Oh, yeah, 100%. But anyway, so Derek opens up the closet after she leaves, and he takes his toothpaste out, and then everything in the mirror falls, because it's all connected. And I just love that scene. <laughs> I just want to know, like, did she have this in her back pocket of, if I lose, this is what I'm doing? Or... <laughs> Did she just come up with that on the spot? If so, did she, like, lose, run upstairs, and just start, like, fucking with the shit? <laughs> like, it's just so bizarre. I can't understand it. But Derek was totally impressed. Oh, he was. You can, like, you cannot deny that. His face after he sees he's it. Like, he's, like, He's smirking and everything. He's just like, yeah. He's like, okay. touche. He's like, you know, this, this is, this is, this is pretty good. You know, he, 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 he was into it. Don't. <laughs> he was into it indubitably. He was basically in love right there. Yeah. That's where he fell in love right there. Heart eyes, <laughs> motherfucker. Also, I have moved location. I am no longer on the bed. Oh no, where are you? I am now on the floor. Okay. So, going from the review of the episode, we thought we would answer some questions comments that we got off of the daisy tumblr and uh we have one from just a shipper human on tumblr what a name <laughs> uh that was asking us uh what do what do we see what do we see in the show that indicates that they might like each other or why we think they like each other and like how people put those stuff in fanfics and then just make up what daisy was actually thinking at the time I mean, everyone's different, 100% on what their thought process is. Like, to me, I think it's just how much they hate each other right off the bat and how he's always, like, 
teasing how her. he hates her, but yet he's just always like in her face. Yeah, he's always like if you hate someone, you generally like hate someone. You're not gonna always be up. I stay away from them. Stay away from each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, I answered something like this before on my Tumblr because I just feel like the way Derek is, he's very, he's always just someone looking for attention, and that attention he wants is from Casey. No matter what he does, especially now, it's just it's always to get under Casey's skin to kind of like annoy her because he knows it's going to annoy her, and he gets like some weird sick pleasure out of that. Exactly. <laughs> um. Whereas Casey, I really feel like Casey, she's in denial half the time. Like, I feel like she really does want to be a family, want this to work. But then there are moments where I think, I don't know, there's just some moments I know that, like, you know, obviously you're like, uh, Casey, like, maybe there's something there. Or like, or she really protective of him and all that other stuff. But I feel like at the end of the day you know, she's just wanting to be family, but subconsciously, like, she does like Derek. She just doesn't want to admit that to herself because they're always at each other's throats. Yeah, because you're gonna think to yourself, we're always bickering and shit, like, how is that a basis for a good relationship? There's no way. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's afraid of that just because of... They're literally the the production. Uh, Their family is literally what she's afraid of because her parents got a divorce his parents got a divorce there was always fighting so maybe she's afraid of that and doesn't yeah that's a good point that's a good point and also like casey is very by the rules and i mean generally you don't get together with your stepbrother I mean, <laughs> so I think that's not really in her mind to, of a possibility for the most part. Mm-hmm. But with Derek, he's never thinking by the rules. He's never does what he's supposed to do. I mean, you know, so I think having this weird attraction to his stepsister would be something that he, he would notice and be aware of. Sure. You know, I just think that Derek's a lot more obvious that there's that there could be something there. Whereas Casey. I feel like her intentions are never for Daisy, necessarily. Yeah. But I think that there's something there in the background. Because I think she's just subconsciously like subconsciously suppressing those kind of thoughts. And I think that if they were to go to college and be by themselves, I think that would be when she has that, like, oh, shit, I like Derek. And that's why authors put them together and think the way they do. <laughs> Next question! said from an anonymous user, uh, talk about cliches in fanfictions. Cliches? Yeah, cliches. Like bed sharing. <laughs> Cliche. Cliches, yes. What am I saying it wrong? It sounds, in my mind, it, it sounds like you're saying it wrong. But yes, continue. <laughs> and maybe talk about various fanfics describing that cliche and how they made it realistic, non-realistic. Okay, well, for that cliche, most of the time, the good people who do it, they'll make it realistic. They'll be like, hey, there's only one place to sleep. That's how they do it, right? They they take away their options and if, hey, we want a both good night's sleep, we're obviously going to share the bed. I'm not going to sleep on the floor. You're not going to sleep on the floor. We're obviously going to put it aside and just sleep on the bed. The people who do it badly is where there's so many options to sleep (laughs) and they're like hmm i want the bed too and then you're like um there's a a couch right there no i want the bed too see the bad thing about this question is that i don't read bad fanfics i'm a snob 100 percent. i can't do it i i can't so if it like starts like i'm basically a person like if i read the first chapter and like it's shit I, I just can't with it anymore. Because, like, you can basically tell from the first chapter about how it's written, how it will go, and how realistic it will be. <laughs> See, I'm different on that. I If I don't like, like, the first paragraph and how the style is, I'm out. I won't even give it a, a whole chapter. Like, I'm... Well, a lot of these chapters are very short. So, 
you just like get a feel for it. But yeah, I don't really read bad fanfics to the point where it's like, oh yeah, there's nothing there. Like, you know, like where it's not too realistic. Cause I like reading real, reading realistic stories, like as realistic as it can be. <laughs> to be fair though, um, our, our standards change as we get older as well. Like something you like your favorite story oh, was at yeah. a certain age. If you go back to it now and you read that, you're like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." That's what happened to me with Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> the show and fan fiction. Um, but like, I remember reading some of these stories. <laughs> I used to love that show. Oh, um, but anyway, so I used to watch, I used to read a lot of the fan fiction um, for them. And I remember, you know, it's been a couple of years and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in the mood to read more fan fiction. Let me read one of these I knew I loved. I went back and I was like, damn, this sucks. Oh yeah, I've done that 100%. I'm like a huge Harry Potter fan and I will go back to read these Harry Potter fics that I have followed and I'm like, oh, I must, I love this one. I, I remember it. And then I read, like, the first sentence, and I'm like, my God, who was I? Because <laughs> I feel like, no, now it's not as bad because, like, I've been reading that, like, especially for Life with Derek, I didn't really start reading the fan fiction really until, like, 2012-ish. Yeah, same. So I already weeded out most of the bad ones, and, like, not that many people, like, are really contributing as much as they used to. We should contribute more, just saying. I think that for a a dead-ish fandom, we have a lot of people still contributing. Like, it's scary how people are still contributing. Write more pics. (laughs) um, But, yeah, so, like, I don't... What's another trope? Like, fake dating... Yeah, I saw one that I was kind of interested in, and but again, the the style of the writing just turned me right off from the story. And it was like, uh, Casey, for whatever reason, told Vicky that she was dating Derek, which why would she do that, for one? Are you talking about the exception? Yes! Because they just updated, and I was about to say, like, I love that fit. Oh, I, my style's <laughs> different from yours. I'm a very big snob. No, I think that's a great story. Maybe it's just the start of it. Maybe it, like, gets into it really well. But, like, the first few chapters, I was like, mm. No, that's a good story. I like that story. I guess I'll have to reread it and just turn off my snob. But then, one of our favorites, Hockey Girls. Ah, yeah, I love that one. That for whatever reason, Derek tells his hockey pals that he's dating Casey, and then Casey just goes along with it. I know, that just, that's so unrealistic to me, but at the same time, I'm like, this is actually good. I don't know why. I love that pic so much. <laughs> I, I love? I mean, I guess, I guess that's a way that's a bad trope, because, like, Casey just goes along with it. Yeah. Like, that's a bad way of doing it, but... I don't know, because, like, at least I feel like with the exception, you know, Casey comes to Derek and she says, Derek, like, oh my god, like, I told, you know, Vicky this, I don't know why I told Vicky this, and so, you know, it's like, can you do this? And then he's like, you know, fine. Like, I think they set up something, but, like, yeah, fine. But with with hockey girls, there's literally no communication, they just go along with it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why, but I just love that story. I I love it. Probably because of hockey. <laughs> it's true. I do like hockey. I really love hockey. And I get really mad when stories do not portray hockey well. I'm trying to think of other tropes that are like... I'm trying to think of other tropes, though. Like, what's... Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at all fan fiction tropes. Next question. <laughs> I don't think we have a next question. I remember seeing a question. Anyway, I know there was one that there you were talking about the legacy or whatever, and how people were like, uh, hey, he's dead. Why would I read this? Oh. I've read so many of those where it's like, he's dead. I'm like, except there's 8 million chapters, so obviously he isn't. Right, yeah. Or there's the one where Casey goes into Witsec. Into what? Witness Protection Program. Oh. 
And I was like, million chapters. Obviously, there's a reason why she ain't dead. Have you ever read the one where she's a spy? Is that like the, oh, what was it called? Like Blue Cardinal or Blue... Cl- no, Cl- like Bluebird something. Blue, Blue Clefairy? I don't know what it was called. No, Bluebird, like Class to Die or something. Yes, I, I that's it. it. Clandestine or something. Yes, that's, that's it. I've yeah. read some of it, but I never got too far, so I have no idea how to I like the first one. She didn't, the person never finished the second, like, sequel series. But I like the first one, basically, because, like... I think she goes to see Derek or something. Derek's like trying to get in her life and she's like, Derek, just like leave me alone. I'm, a spy. I'm like, she's basically, yeah, without saying it, I'm a spy. Get away from me. You can't be here. And then he ends up becoming like getting into the fold of it and he has to be with her in order to stay safe. It's always like that. You had that for like the legacy. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dangerous. My life is dangerous. My friend's right. dead. <laughs> I was shot and in then- the head and I'm actually Popo. She like she like completely moves to like wherever they are Montreal maybe. She thinks she's in Toronto and she's a doctor in Toronto. No, but like when wherever Derek is, I forget where they are in that series. But then she completely like, transfers over there. She's living over there, and like all her family is just like, what is happening with her? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag he my love's alive. Bye everyone else. <laughs> but I like those two fakes where like they're dead but they're not really dead. Or, like, big secret fix, I guess. Do you know it was one that I really enjoyed, but I've never finished? What? Not listening. Not that you never finished it, but it, it was never finished. I never finished it. But I'm saying, like, the person never finished it. I know, but I never got to the end of where the person's ended it at. Because, like, halfway through it started changing. Like, the plot started changing. I just like it that Derek's death in a way that is very interesting it is but i'm just saying like halfway through it started getting it started becoming a different story which isn't bad but they never finished it so i feel like it was best to stop at the one point just so that you felt like you you read a story and if there's any writers listening to this (laughs) i love me some blind or deaf character fix just saying i love it so i loved there was one fake i read and it was blind casey oh yeah and she wouldn't let derek Derek or derek wouldn't let her like feel her face or something like that so like the way she saw people is like she would feel their face with her her hands right and so she could get a a general feel (laughs) i get it (laughs) of how they looked and derek wouldn't let that i really enjoyed that story yeah People, write me more stories like that. Ooh, you know what? I love the soulmate fix. I, it depends. There's so many I can think tapes. of one right off the top of my head. was like the timer one. Oh the countdown to um when they meet or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. There's so many different ones for it, though. There was like... I that. can't think of that many for like Daisy. Not for Daisy, but like in general, there's like the first words they say are tattooed mm-hmm. on them. That one, yeah. I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> or like they, they see in black and white until they meet their soulmate, then they see in color or something like that. Exactly. But I haven't really read too many for Daisy, just just that one. I don't even think I've ever read one. For Daisy? Yeah. I th- it's the timer one. Um, I forget how it goes now because it's been so long, but I did remember liking it. I just I think those are the only ones though for like the blind or deaf is the not listening and that other one where she's trying to see. That's my jam. Did you ever read a fic where it was Mike and Ashley reading a fic? No, I've, I know what those are, but I haven't though. <laughs> I, there's like so many. They're really stupid, and I click off of them like within a minute. But it's just like sometimes it just wow. Well, there was one they did, and this is like in Harry Potter, and it's like the Harry Potter characters read the Harry Potter books and react, and apparently you can't do that because it's copyright. <laughs> oh really? And, like, a bunch of those stories were like deleted off like the site. <laughs> so I laughed so hard. <laughs> I'm looking at common fanfic and fanfiction tropes, yeah. and one of them is Draco in leather pants. What? The- <laughs> what? <laughs> is that a big enough trope in the Harry Potter fandom? I've never 
heard of that. <laughs> to be fair, I stay away. I say only it's for a Harry Hermione fic, so... <laughs> <laughs> All that other shit can get out. Yeah, there's that one. And then there's some really weird ones, like Aliens Made Them Do It fic. The f- What? <laughs> I think another thing that a lot of people, I think, see them do is, like, they met before George and Nora knew each other. Those are good. Um, I remember there was one that she wished she never met Derek, and then she went to bed and woke up, and she was back in that apartment in Toronto. Like, their parents never met. Yeah. So she met Derek elsewhere, and then, like, they fell for each other that way. Yeah. I'm looking at tromps as well, tropes. Anyway, so we're gonna. I think we should wrap this one up because it's getting long. Um, but again, if you listen on Anchor, which I hope you do, because I want to hear voice messages from people, you download the app, go to our page, and there's a thing that says message, and it's a little plus sign. You click that, and you record your voice, and we get it, and we can add you to the video. And I want to answer stuff, make my yeah. dream come true. Please. And guys, um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, um, definitely subscribe so you know when we post it. And then also comment in the comment section your questions and comments and all that good stuff so that, you know, we can just talk about stuff. Make it- also, you didn't answer us if you wanted us to make a Twitter and then we bug Ashley and, and Mike to get on the podcast. <laughs> but I guess it's a no. Just saying. I guess it's a no for now, yeah. Yep. Alright, this is the end of this podcast. Episode 3. Episode 3. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.